BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from Nice. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this very special edition of, I don't even know how to start this show. I think we say welcome to season 248. That's exactly what we do. Episode one of The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your substitute teacher. You already know that because I'm kicking off the show. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, August 1st, 2022, which means it is World Lung Cancer Day, International Child Free Day, International Mahjong Day. If you play Mahjong, shout out to you and also respect for Parents Day. Respect your parents, I guess, if, if you needed a day to tell you that. I will enjoy one of those holidays, uh, whatever is most appropriate for me. I just want to get to it. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Glizzo, a.k.a. Glizzy McGuire, a.k.a. King Glizzard and the Glizzard Glizzard. Uh, because, yes, I'm, I've been eating a lot of hot dogs the last week. I just went to a show at the Greek. I bought one of the, you know, like an alley dog, like a straight, you know, L.A. street dog. I know inflation is hitting. That shit was $10. And I was like, oh, for this a is- sidewalk hot dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there was a tax because it was a white people concert. And I was like, look, I, I get it. You probably not. OK, listen. Yeah, you got to get what you can yeah. out of the rich white. People. And I was and I, I saw it. and I and I looked at person. I was like, ten dollars. And I was like, looking, I was like, looking at my look arm at my like ten dollars. <laughs> Are we sure? 
and and there were too many white people around me and i was like i can't fuck They're up their back i was like yep you know what keep the chains we yeah, out here yep. um anyway that's me and who is that wonderful voice i hear across <laughs> from me that soothing soothing voice i hear well it's none other than my guest co-host someone who's look the single tweet off of them saying nope gave me goosebumps and i am going yes. to see that shit tomorrow somebody <gasps> whose media takes i respect somebody whose sense of, of humor and humanity i admire it's oh. none other than the wonderful writer host producer joelle monique girl, girl, girl. Hey, aka purple lipstick don marvel avenger beyonce's number one I feel confident saying that now because I'm the 0.01% of listeners on Spotify to Beyonce, according to last year's Spotify oh, stats. Shit. So, you know, me and B, it's a holiday today. We got new music at nine o'clock last night. What's your sign? I'm a Libra. Oh, that's no wonder you get along. You, we fuck her. We, we, we Virgos, you know, Virgo Libras. We connect. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> okay, right there. September 4th. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you're in the top 0.01% of billionaires 0.01%. that have donated to the GOP. Is that what you said? Uh, I, I have listened to Beyonce. Don't <laughs> oh, be oh, twisting oh. my words out here. Okay, getting new stories bad, out bad. in the streets. <laughs> I don't like it, Miles. Come on out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard of this album. Uh, and I'm I'm going to do more research, as you told me. There's a new I, look. I know there's a new album. We'll You're gonna to love it. It is like most I love of the first Beyonce's song. Last two albums, of course you did, because it was fabulous. But, like, I'm the last that two girl. Histories of like exploration of Black history music, basically. Like yeah, that teaser been trailer Woo! where you saw like her hand going up the wall. I was like, oh shit, yeah. oh, it's oh. happening. It's happening. Like, and it's huh. it's house huh. music. It's club music. It's go go. It's like every kind of house style music that's crafted by black folks who like really imbued it and then it's queer as hell for a straight lady mm-hmm. <laughs> for a woman who's only out here for dick it's very gay and i love it love to see it love to see it um <laughs> well that's good to have you here thank you so much for joining me uh you. because you make things so much easier and also nope it was good huh oh listen we I, I don't have time to get into it, but oh, as my tweet said, actual awe, as I was watching, it, it might be my number one favorite Jordan Peele movie, which is controversial. Not everyone's mm. going to like it. I think that should also be said. It, it's, oh, it's not a guaranteed you'll enjoy it. But if you if you're you'll like it because it speaks to the Hollywood. To me, it's a film about old Hollywood interacting with this current phase of Hollywood filmmakers and what does that mean and how oh, do shit. they interact and what are they actually trying to do? And it's so beautiful and so thought provoking and everyone is so talented in it. And then the main thing, which you, you can't really talk about because you'll spoil the movie, but the main thing is so impressive and inventive and new. You've never seen anything like it. Okay. That's I wonderful. was in the, All right. <laughs> all right. Don't. Okay. Now I'm <laughs> shooting off my body. Well, let's introduce our guest for today. Yes, please. We have a fantastic, hilarious stand-up comedian and writer. Somebody who you've seen on, you know, TV doing their stand-up thing. I saw a clip of Kimmel that basically made me laugh so hard. I was like, who is this dude and why isn't, oh, or why aren't we doing something with him? Well, guess what? Shout out to super, super producer Anna Hosnier because this person is also contributing to the latest, latest series on the Clown Parade feed on Big Money Players Network. The first episode just dropped last week. It's called Don Saldivar Presents The Weakest Loser. Okay, and you got to check this out. Please welcome none other than Martin Urbano. Woo! Welcome, Martin. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Thanks for coming <laughs> on, man. You got Don Saldivar Presents The Weakest Loser. 
Mm-hmm. So in your clown parade feed, because this is like every, you know, last time we had Greta Titleman on, who was doing her stepmom character. Martin, you're taking over this time and you're doing a lot of like game show stuff. Every, every episode is going to be a different game show, right? Yes. How, like, what, what's, what, where does, where's your mind at where you go, <laughs> like, where we're, t- like, comedians are like, you can do whatever you want. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to do a bunch of different game shows. What's, is, you know, is this a very big, big thing for you, game shows? All of the coolest comedians end up becoming game show hosts, you know? <laughs> right. Howie Mandel, Steve Harvey, the GOAT, Chris Hardwick, the GOAT. Uh, <laughs> all those. You know, Louis Anderson. On know? an equal level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like games. I like to play games. I like to make people happy. My yeah. stand-up is, uh, you know, a lot of interaction. So I kind of sure. figured, you know what? Let me just make a game show. Okay. And well, let me do a character of somebody who is canceled. Right. And game shows and podcasts are not easy because you don't have any of the visuals. I think someone who has to craft a, a unique game show every week, it is so challenging i tried to be like you can go look at pictures on instagram and the audience was like we don't want to do that girl we do not we want everything housed in just this podcast (laughs) how did you go about like deciding which games you wanted to use and like how you're gonna like implement them into like an audio-based sound place well also i didn't quite understand the project when i initially had signed up for it and so (laughs) i made it very complicated and maybe a little too hard to produce. So there was a lot of a lot of work that had to be done on it. So I appreciate Anna and Olivia. Yeah, I don't know. I I had been doing a Zoom game show. That was what I did during pandemic. God. Okay, okay. So like every week I was just like writing a bunch of new jokes and a bunch of new games. So I had a bunch to pick from to fill, you know, four episodes since I had been doing it like a week yeah. every week uh, for like a year. Oh. And Martin, you're in New York right now, right? You're a New New York based comedian. Yes. Are you, I love are you, it here. Are you from out there? Not from Texas. Oh. But okay. I have been here six years today, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Happy so it's not, not actually today, but like in a couple of weeks. But doesn't okay. it feel yeah. special when I say it's today? Yeah, it does. It, it feels say. serendipitous. Also, it feels like a thing like you could tell people in New York they wouldn't give a fuck. Like if you're like, <laughs> sure, yeah. hey, actually, six years since I moved to the city, huh? They're like, get the fuck out of <laughs> my way. Everybody remembers, actually, <laughs> right. when I moved here. <laughs> Because I feel like I see that all the time in L.A. Like you'll go to like uh, like Griffith Park or like a park and somebody's having like a party and then you overhear them being like, you've been in L.A. for five years, party. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Okay, cool. Listen, we it takes some time to adjust. Okay, you don't no, know because you've been here forever. I'm scum. I'm local you, scum. I know. You migrate here. You're like, oh, crap. How am I going to do anything here? <laughs> it's so hard. I have no money. You got to pay to get in everywhere. Street festivals yeah. cost money here. It makes I no know. sense. It's a wild space. That's why That's why we snuck and then, in everywhere. you know, you're like, I survived 10 years. It's like, you know, I want to compare it to like a prison sentence. But sometimes you <laughs> be like chalking it up. Like, I did it. Another year. I didn't leave. I stayed. It's I'm the not one, making it happen. <laughs> it's the one prison where the prisoners try to like move up to the next nicer prison of like a next deal that they're in. It's like, and now I'm in this creative prison. It's actually, this prison is a lot better than the last one. Still a prison though. Uh, anyway, we're going to get to know you better, Martin, in a second. But first, let's tell everybody what we are talking about. First, we're going to catch up with the shattered man from Missouri, Senator Josh Hawley, who, if you remember last week, everyone or, the, or a week, maybe two weeks ago, actually, when the JN6 committee showed that clip of him running for his life in the Capitol and everybody laughed at him, well, he's got a response, okay? You thought he was not a man? Well, guess what? He will prove that to you in the most fucking weird way you could imagine. It's toxic. Also, we're going to check in 
with Marvel movies and just VFX in general. We love the VFX. We love that that makes the magic happen. But is it hard to be one of these VFX artists on these films? Mm. Spoiler alert. Yes, it is. It's very fucked up. Uh, then we're going to talk about GameStop and their recent pivot to selling NFTs. Like, Ugh. even though it's like a wrap for NFTs and shit. But we'll look into that and some of the terrible businesses decisions being made there. And plenty more. But first, Martin, we got to ask our guest, man. What's something from your search history? Oh, we're opening with that. Okay. How to delete Google search history. No, uh, let me pull <laughs> it Can up. FBI see my search history right now? <laughs> uh, oh, Young Sheldon. <coughs> oh, okay. Oh, God. You killed Miles. You destroyed him now. <laughs> Oh my God! We were not ready for Young <laughs> Sheldon over here. This is news. I just to choked us. hearing somebody just say that shit like seriously. <laughs> oh my God! I was taking a sip of <coughs> coffee. I'm sorry. What? Young Sheldon? <laughs> <laughs> what? What were you hoping to get information about when you typed in Young Sheldon to your Google search bar? I got Young Sheldon viewership. <clears throat> Young mm. Sheldon oh, okay. ratings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Young Sheldon season five ratings and Young Sheldon Wikipedia. You fucking with Young Sheldon? I'm doing research. <coughs> okay. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to understand how it became such a success or trying to emulate that success? I was just trying to see the level of success it had. And it's quite mm. successful. How does, I'm sorry, dude. You've really fucked me up by just saying <laughs> Young Sheldon like earnestly and that. I don't know why. Is there I any just, other way to say it? Is is young is young Sheldon like a meme? And are my am I did I have a weird response to that? Or in my mind, I remember seeing in L.A. they were blasting every billboard yeah. and bus bench and shit with Young Sheldon. I was like, this is so stupid. I don't give yes. a fuck. Like y'all are just trying to turn back the clock on like your IP that's successful. Like what? So in my mind, I was like, man, fuck young. Like I don't know. That was always my my Sounds feeling like towards it. So when you said it, I was like. <laughs> I think those billboards worked. It has uh, five seasons out. That yeah. the fifth one just wrapped in May, uh, and they got renewed for two more seasons. Fuck! And five episodes before their finale, they uh, reached syndication. They had Jesus. over hundred episodes. Wow! Fucked up. Well, TNT, here they come. Jesus They're ready, bro. Sometimes, <laughs> little I'm America. Joel, what the fuck are we doing? We need. To, I, we need to do. I think we just need to make some like white people feel good shit. <laughs> in a syndication and then just fucking funnel the money into like you know radical political shit <laughs> that seems to be the way to do it you got first appeal to white people and then disrupt their system right you know yeah. gain some power and the leverage of finance and then attack I see, yeah I we see gotta vision. do like yeah jan 6 to like white media you know what i mean put the pieces in place and be like <laughs> surprise motherfucker <laughs> They're like, we have, we sent our own slate of electors to greenlight this show. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Uh, okay, okay. But Young Sheldon, and it is a, it is a very, it's like, it ranks up there with Big Bang Theory? Uh, uh, as far as what metric? Like, in terms of, like, Viewership? its significance. Like, it's, because it's, it's based off Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was huge. I think it had, like, 10 seasons? I don't know. Jesus. Um, right. So it's catching up. For a very long it's time. catching up. Yeah. But no, unfortunately, I do not have Big Bang Theory in my search history, so I don't know the oh. numbers on that. <laughs> Bazinga. That's all I know from that. <laughs> That's his catchphrase. Is that Sheldon's catchphrase? 
I just remember I worked with somebody who had all this bazinga shit on their desk. And I remember the first day I worked there, I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, is this? They're like, they are, they're really into Big Bang Theory. And I was like, I, I need to start doing jobs that I like <laughs> to be around this shit. If it brings them joy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if it brings them happiness. I'm yeah, happy to have when, young Sheldon now. Right, exactly. All right, I'm not going to yuck there, young. Shout out Bazinga, okay? All day. Uh, <laughs> what's something you think is underrated, Martin? Underrated is a good question. You did tell me to have that prepared, and mm-hmm. that's the one part I left blank. Because I just okay. kind of think everything that I like, people, it, like, it's good. Right. So everybody so knows that the things I like. Quality. Yeah, I, I can't name a single thing that I think is good that people don't also think is good. It's just my taste is just at that perfect I've, level where everything is rated perfectly that I like. I've triangulated culture and I'm just right there dead center <laughs> I of just it. Nailed it. I just I'm nailed it. I'm a cultural it. centrist. Is that what I like to do? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm like right up there, right down the middle with everything. Do y'all ever feel like you liked a thing that you thought was niche like years before and then now it's like the most popping thing ever? Oh yeah, I discovered anime. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel like that about like, anime? That's fair. That's I really enjoy this Yu Yu Haka show. I can't believe nobody's ever yeah. heard of it. Wild, totally unique to just me and my personality. I'm so creative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that shit was hitting before I was born. People really enjoyed it. I had major success. That's why I got to hear it in English. So, you know. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. I f- like, there are times I feel like that about music when I was like, man, I was fucking with this music. Fuck it. Not even like an artist, but like a genre. Mm. Like you can kind of watch a genre be like, this was niche a second ago. And now it's like foundational to like all music now. That's like, like I think that really means that. you're just the first person in your friendship circle to point it <laughs> out. You know, yeah, you're the first one to be like, oh, I like this. And I introduce all my friends to it. So I've become like the, I don't want to say like a hub, but you know. You're amazing. Just, you're a tastemaker. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, Warren, what about you? You're what? you're ahead of the trends, man. What 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 trends were you getting ahead of? Actually, I'm I'm quite behind on trends. I don't uh, keep up you're with things. It right at the right time. I'm maybe not the best guest to have on this, where we talk about topical, you know, no, like right. icy stuff. I'm I'm not great at that. Um, but I did just get into uh, a song called Ignition Remix. Stop <laughs> it! Oh, oh, no. Okay, fucking okay. <laughs> It's really good. Oh man, yeah. <sighs> I'll uh, I'll send you I'll send you I'll send you a couple links after this. Yeah. To what? You can read up on the fate <laughs> the fate of that song. Yeah, you, it's the reason we're not hearing it that much these days. <laughs> I started hearing it a lot because I it's the number one thing I've listened to on Spotify. Um, you know, I I just like I don't listen to too much music. If you look at my playlist, it's all like throwback songs from like early two thousands, like. Some 41 and like Teenage Dirtbag, like that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. So my music tastes, uh, I don't listen to much music. Yeah. So when somebody is being defended by people after they've done those things, I'm like, they must have some good stuff. I should check it out. <laughs> You're like, they can't put the art down, huh? Yeah, that's how yeah. good it is. These people are defending him. Who knows? Uh, what's something you no, think? Anyway, is- sorry about that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what's something you think is overrated, Martin? Young Sheldon. <laughs> That's why I was doing the research. I was trying to look at the numbers. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask the search history first. Yeah. What's up with Young Sheldon, man? You know, I it's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me, but a lot of people watch it. Let's see. I got I got the numbers pulled up right here. All right. So the season finale got 7 million viewers. I mean, in this day and age, 7 million. That is... Wow. That That is... You know, they, they deserve it. 
76% on Rotten Tomatoes mm. and five seasons with two more on the way. I mean, that, that means people love it. It's highly rated, but I, I personally, it's not for me. Yeah. Are you, Joel, have you ever seen Young Sheldon? No, I you have in the not. Big Bang universe at all? I watched two episodes of Big Bang and I said, oh, it's it's not for me. <laughs> it hits like all the other CBS, you know, two and a half men. It's just the comedies, again, for me, not hitting. And then I just don't care about these characters or their journeys. Catch me over on HBO. That's where I hang out. <laughs> Wait, so what, what's a show you do like, though, Martin? The rehearsal. Like, the what? Oh, the rehearsal. Yeah. The rehearsal. Yeah. I'm really that's into good. it. I heard that's good. I mean, it's yeah. on HBO? Yeah. Well, on HBO. It's sort of the young miss. Sheldon of HBO Max. You might wake up upright <laughs> on Miracle Status after watching it. You never know. Because <laughs> of on that Zion episode. All right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Dude. I just love, again, just the repetition of somebody who has like this one thing that happened to them and they say it over and over, which is when I crashed <laughs> yeah. my Scion TC going 100 miles an hour. Like yeah. I have a friend who was like, yeah, you know, like when I was on that cruise ship and like I almost fell off. And it's like you say that three times a week, mm-hmm. apropos of nothing. But I get it. It was a close I also like his numbers thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He just All right. Out random numbers. Yo, yeah. Look, 22, uh, 88. Oh, look, <laughs> Joel, you got it's. I, I'm very curious to check see what out. your take is on it. If it makes okay, I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna check deeply it out. uncomfortable, you think it's hilarious, or you can't believe someone put this much thought into making a TV show. There's, <laughs> did you there's watch Nathan outcomes. for you? I did. did you watch Nathan? Mm-hmm. No? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I miss a lot of the, like, I didn't watch too much Curb Your Enthusiasm. A lot of stuff like Santa Comedians are like, this is it. I watched, what's the show with the lady? Not the return. Y- y'all know. Two hack. women comedy hack. writers. Hacks, that thing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, watched yeah, season yeah. one. I like that a lot. I would check out season two, plan two. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, you know, you know me. I'm watching the Marvel and the fantasy yeah, and the yeah, sci-fi. Look, you get to it when you I'm get not to trying it. to be so, on this planet when I'm watching things. <laughs> <laughs> Take me somewhere right. else, please. You're like, hold I'm on, excited. this is Earth-based content? <laughs> Fuck that. Pass. Pass. <laughs> you watch Harley Quinn? New season just I started. I fucking love Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's awesome. Yeah, yes. Also on it's HBO. The See? So, there we go. Okay, now I'm excited to watch it. Now, what if Young Sheldon was on Harley Quinn? Would you be fucking with it then? <laughs> that would be <laughs> multiverse stuff. And you know there. I'm excited about multiverse Do stuff. It, you cowards. <laughs> the Do multiverse it. of madness. Young Sheldon comes out. I want Young Sheldon to appear <laughs> on rap <laughs> shit just in the middle of Miami. <laughs> trying to figure it out. They're like, who's that little boy in the audience? <laughs> Turn it up. Wow, he's, he bought three bottles of Duce tonight. All right, let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back to talk some news right after this. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX1 is the ultimate all in one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit Nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's Nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet. Little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. Uh, masculinity is uh, something that's really centered in our culture right now. And toxic men seem to be at the wheel of many things. And we see it manifesting all over the place. You got white men that are angry that they're losing status. So they double down on xenophobia, racism. They see themselves as less potent gender equality as an existential threat. So we get even more severe laws that restrict people's body autonomy. So many conservatives are living in this like fucked up hell world where men are at risk of being wiped off the face of the earth because someone used the word patriarchy in front, like around them. 
uh, which feels like just the general vibe. I was like, what? So I'm the fucking bad guy now? <laughs> like, oh, and you're like, what? Yo, chill the fuck out. And also, yes. But we see it in like, I've, I brought up the fake ass tough guy persona of like Ted Cruz when he wants to act like a real badass when mm-hmm. he is a shook one with a like a noodle spine. <laughs> and we definitely saw it a couple weeks ago with Senator Josh Hawley. So for those that don't recall, uh, Josh Hawley is a senator from Missouri. He, he <laughs> on January 6th, there's a very famous picture of him gassing up the rioters. He's like giving them like the, the, the power fist like, yeah, y'all going to fucking fuck shit up in the Capitol. Do your thing. Take Mm -hmm. back your country. And then when shit got so dire in the actual capital, he fucking ran away for his life like some non-patriot man. What the fuck was that, Josh? So I just to set the table, I just want to like before we get into his response about the Mm -hmm. January 6th stuff, I just want people to understand where Josh Hawley comes from, like as a guy, like as an American politician. He, Did he not step out of an 80s movie? Uh, he's not the bully in an 80s movie? <laughs> I mean, he's he's like a guy who it's like an like it's almost like a villain origin story where you the whole time you think you're like, this is the bully grown up and he's the villain. And it's actually the victim of the bully who like became the bully after years. Oh, like, <gasps> it was you. Noodle on the whole time. Yeah. So I just want to play this clip of him saying this out loud at a conference of other <laughs> like minded creeps and just you know listen to this this is his explanation as to why i'm just masculinity in america is going down the effing drain we'd be surprised that after years of being told that they are the problem that their manhood is the problem more and more men are withdrawing into the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games (laughs) i found the comment by one young man to a Wall Street Journal reporter, particularly evocative. Particularly. And particularly heartbreaking. Particularly. He said, I'm sort of waiting for a light to come on so I can figure out what to do next. <laughs> I, that, that sounds like someone who's just been crushed by capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure, that does sound, that, that does sound bad. Men are... I'm, 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 I am pissed right now. He is stealing all of my material. Uh, <laughs> That's straight from my stand-up. <laughs> the idolist of manhood right now. <laughs> Pornography, video games. <laughs> so, you know, he's like one of these guys who's constantly like banging the drum, being like, yo, the left is on a campaign to make men less masculine and diminish their role in family life in order to bring about the end of the white family, which is where all these roads lead, which is all just off the tree of like anti-Semitic tropes about like who's really trying to destroy the American family kind of shit. And anyway, that guy, the one who is very secure in his dickness, uh, was probably not going to react well to a room full of people laughing their asses off at a clip of him running like a scared shook one. Uh, And that's what happened during the January 6th commission when they played the footage of him like on a security camera, like <laughs> running like away from the like rotunda to be like, oh, fuck, get me out of here. And you could hear the whole audience be like, <laughs> they're like, that's the guy earlier who was so rah-rah about the fucking insurrection. Well, he has now combined the absurdity of that earlier sort of speech that I, I played for you. Uh, and he is now melding that with his anger at the people for seeing how scared he was 
to announce that he is a man, actually, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So much so, in fact, that he is writing a book on manliness. And I don't know how much of a better defense you can come up with than saying, I'm right. I'm literally writing the book on manliness. <laughs> so back the fuck up. What's it called? Do you know? <laughs> Get ready, Martin. Man, uh, what would you so call bad. it? I mean, I'm guessing if you were doing this as a very transparent play to be like, I, I felt emasculated in this clip. Now I'm going to double down by saying I'm writing the book on masculinity. What would you title it? 12 rules for living your life. <laughs> that, that feels about right. Was that Jordan Peterson book? Wasn't it that? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Something, some dumb shit like that. Wait, what did you say, Joelle? I said, no vaginas. How to be a man. <laughs> no, right, exactly. Well, it's, both were close. It's called Manhood, the Masculine Virtues Americans Need. Josh, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. It's inspired. Oh, my God. Hold on, Joelle. Let me tell you, it's inspired by uh, some really cool shit, though, too. The, this is from, uh, I think, the Kansas City, the local paper saying, quote, the book appears to be a more in-depth version of the speech, of the, which I told I played an extract from, in which Holly will draw from Greek and Roman philosophers, Jesus uh, and his political icon, Teddy Roosevelt. He'll focus okay. on traits he defines as masculine, responsibility, bravery. Fidelity and leadership. He just hopped on 4chan. He's like, okay, so they're quoting some Greeks and Romans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt carried a gun. Uh, none of that conservation shit. We're not going to talk about none of that. But the gun part, he was right. in the army. Dope. dope. Or the Navy. So that'll be perfect. And, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Bravery. Leader. This sounds like the, whatever they put, like, well, you know, in high school, you get like a little, it's like a school quote. And then it'll be like, I don't know. Oh, it's just responsibility. Like, these are our core value beliefs. Like, you sound yeah. like a child. I also think if you have to write a book on how to be masculine, I don't know, man. I don't yeah. know. You, you sounded insecure in the daylight. We got to read the book, to be fair, before we can. Yeah. I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, read the book in its entirety, at least twice, just so that we can really know. <laughs> have we thought about this? I think, like, you, you know. As men, we should think about this. Like he said, you should never sit down to pee. What? Yeah. Okay. That's a great rule. I think that's cool. No, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's oh. the kind of shit that's going to be in his book. It's like <laughs> sitting down to pee is a slippery slope to you being in like a reprogramming camp to pick your new gender, which is how all of these fucking people think. But just so you guys know, because if just when you thought it couldn't get fucking weirder. No. Because look, the book is about compensating for not being man enough, whatever the fuck he even thinks a man is. He's going to be doing some press and some promotion that he tied to the announcement of this book being released. Prior to the release, he will be one of the keynote speakers at the Stronger Men's Conference. Bitch, what? <laughs> well, oh. hold on, I'm going to tell you what. Because oh, I, no. I, got, I got the motherfucking trailer for the Stronger Men's not Conference 2023 Beyonce, iteration. <laughs> I'm just going to start a couple seconds in just so you can see. Okay. Tell me if you can make sense of what this fucking conference is when I play you the fucking trailer for it. I got my tickets early bird special, actually. Oh, but that before <laughs> before even knowing Josh Holly was even announced? Yeah, they're going to be sold out for sure. I mean, Josh off the strength Holly. of 2022s. I mean, that the was a memorable one. <laughs> this is just a part of the trailer. Incredible. Spacemen. Okay. Immediately incredible. All right. Stock footage. Men, Monster truck, Whoa. fire, the concerts, phallic space. This is so manly. I like to call them penis fires. 
U.S. There's senator. All these people I never heard of. A guy swinging a flaming log. A guy a riding a bull. Someone. Boxing. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Oh shit. Oh, they got the Jesus hands up. They're really praising. And fight to win. Okay. So to win what? You know the fucking race war. <laughs> They don't got to tell you out loud <laughs> what the fuck they're talking about. They're saying, we got to fight to win the race war against the communists or whatever the fuck they're talking about. Did did you see the imagery in this? So for people, I know we were just ranting over it. What did we see? <laughs> we saw a bunch of space dicks being launched into the air. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there was repeated rocket launch footage, but I get it. Because uh, there's, there's a space race and we like Elon Musk. That was trending for a while. So space. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, boxing, it, the manliest of sports. <laughs> Surprisingly, no Stop football or basketball boxing. shots. Like boxing is essentially the only, uh, what I'm going to call a sport. Uh, we also saw some monster trucks. Yep. A very strong man spinning some fire. A flaming log. It looked like a telephone yeah. pole. That was it was fire. not a small, it was not a baton, y'all. It was no. very much a log. Because this is a man. Yes, because he's a man, right? Because man. Not dinky, bigger, better. We get it. Pretty much what you might see your dad flip through on a Sunday when he's tired. (laughs) If you just rapid fire flipping through channels, these are like like his favorite channels, you know? You have that setting on your satellite dish or whatever. Right, right, right. Those are the images you would see. Like Spike TV. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was very Spike TV vibes. (laughs) It was everything Spike TV stood for, but condensed into like a 40 second montage with stock footage so there will Plus be monster Jesus. trucks mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know can't think of a manlier event than that or people who mm-hmm. couldn't know less what it, who they are than if they have to go to something like that uh pretty tragic i just josh howley is one of those people who can't ever like you only ever see him yelling directly to the camera or talking directly to his audience because if he had to do any kind of debate, he would crumple immediately, as we saw recently in the um, congressional like discussions on abortion, where yeah. he was just going after this professor, <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, but like, let's take a step back. What did you actually say, and what do you actually believe?" Oh, so that's violent that I'm denying yeah. the existence are, of truth. Are violence? you denying their existence, sir? Is that you? Can, can yeah. a man get pregnant? No. Okay. Well, then. One He's like, two, I don't know. I, a man might. I'm going to the Stronger Men's Conference in a few months, and there may be a different speaker they're showing you that men can do anything. You would think they would be so anything. elated at men wanting to be able to be like, listen, now we are the creators of life. Be, oh. Being able to like grow, develop, and then push out a baby is the most badass thing a woman can do. And I'm shocked that men aren't like, fuck it, and now we can do it too. Clearly, we're the superior like sex. Right. Yeah, well, I'm sure they... I'm sure you'd you'd want something like that. But yeah, we'll see at the Stronger Men's Conference what comes of that. But I I know the Harlem Globetrotters that may have performed at a previous one. It's it's, I think it's probably this intersection of like Christian, like evangelical stuff and like sort of like a convention to try and court more young people into being fascists. I I want to apologize to the hotel staff in advance. This can't be a pretty weekend for you. Now you see a lot of weird conferences come and go, but uh, this is going to be really hell for the ladies. I hope the men step up and really, you know, y'all clean the bedrooms and stuff this week or something. Give these women some time off. Good Lord. That's not what I learned at the Stronger Men's Conference. It's slippery slope, actually. So. I heard at the Strongest Men Conference, uh, Kevin Feige is going to release more uh, Marvel movies. 
<laughs> he's gonna unveil phase 69 of the fucking they love captain america so yeah. you know yeah I except the actor it. that played i don't him, think right? chris loves them but they they love them some cap yeah all right well actually speaking of marvel uh i just want to talk look, just quickly because we also like to talk about how hard it is you know to be a working person in america yeah. and even when you're making vfx for blockbuster films that make literally billions of dollars sometimes it's hard to even get a living wage there's uh, a recent quote from natalie portman where she was talking about like one of her favorite scenes in thor love and thunder was just literally shot in a best buy parking lot against a, like a blue screen or green screen or you know whatever it's the same thing she said there's quote one scene that's one of the most visually beautiful scenes i've seen on film and we shot it in real li- in, a, in a real life best buy parking lot it's so wild to be on this size of a movie movie and we were literally in a parking lot with a blue screen doing this really dramatic thing it looks so stunning on film but every time i see it i'm like that's a best buy parking lot which is i think speaks to the amount of work that visual effects artists yes. have to do from her saying it's one of the most visually stunning scenes but we we just did the work of being in a Best Buy parking lot. The VFX teams have to do the work of then making the Best Buy parking lot one of the most visually stunning scenes they've ever seen, which is, I think, a very valid point. And then recently, people were like taking shots at some of like the VFX in the She-Hulk trailer. I mean, like I looked at it, it didn't seem like the most effects heavy trailer, but I don't know like if. What 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 exactly the the criticisms were, but I feel well, like- she is entirely VFX because Tatiana Maslany is a very tiny person. The she oh right she to make her that into big. a six Got foot it. seven, all green. They, I don't think they did any kind of like body paint for this. Right. She's a completely CG character. So oh, a lot, so a lot of people she, are they're not even like editing her like live face and then just like giving it a green they're doing a digital recording of her face so the thing with like there they put the dots dots. on the face and they're they're mapping the movement in her face but no she is not getting any kind of visual effects makeup or anything like that so it's 100 percent the character i was over here this is my old ass being like this shit doesn't look that bad why is everybody (laughs) (laughs) and in my mind i'm like yeah she could be six seven lifting that dude to the bed like, okay <laughs> yeah it looks better it looks better every time we get a new trailer but uh definitely up front you can tell it was is rough in the same way that if you saw black panther when it originally hit theaters cgi was not finished yet you're right. seeing like a a mostly completed situation but that's kind of what happens i mean visual effects and cg are kind of the last not the last step you usually have audio as the final step in a mix when you're editing a movie but Visual effects come pretty close to the end. It's a post-production practice. And so a lot of times they're under the gun for, you know, the time the studio said the movie would hit the theaters. And on top of that, it is an assload of work. If you've seen a Marvel movie, they're shrinking people, they're blowing them up, they're creating entirely new planets. Like a lot of their rooms and spaces are not practical, although they're sort of starting to figure out ways to smooth that out a little bit. So they have the new... um, like a 360 room that's all screens on ceiling, the ground all around. And so you can shoot in there and kind of do a lot of previous work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looks real dope. They're also building some practical sets. They built a street in New York for their back lot. So now they're doing, you know, most Marvel movies take place in New York. The majority have at least some scenes in New York. So they have four blocks of New York street that they can dress and design for different sets that we'll probably see in the future. This will help in not having to, a good location or b try to design a lot of this stuff in a computer but it's definitely been brutal and especially if you follow any of these visual effects artists i mean 
working 18 hour days or sometimes longer not being paid is again not new for Disney or Marvel we've seen it you know even the original writers who created this character I think if you a character you created shows up in a movie you get like a $5,000 check which you know if you're a regular person you're like sweet I love $5,000 for work I did 20 years ago but if you you know create that character out of whole cloth and especially if your stories are what made them successful and then they're taking parts of that story and then building a billion dollar franchise out of it it's super frustrating because you're not consulted about how that character appears you're not consulted about you know if or when they appear or whom they appear next to right they often change and articulate the story a little bit differently so it's just yeah it's it's frustrating and the thing is you know we're seeing it with like hulk as well and with thor too i know there was a lot of controversy when tessa and taika Ron, and they kind of like gently ribbed at yeah, some of the CGI and Thor not being 100% completed. And, you know, it set people off because the people that do this work, you know, they're very dedicated. They are everyone who works on a film wants it to look its best. They want to do their best job. And so, you know, when you're top of the line kind of poking fun at bottom of the line people, that can be irritating no, never for a good sure. Look. And this is like against a backdrop too, like with like you're saying, a lot of VFX artists are on the internet talking very directly about like their experiences working and saying that they're, you know, they would describe their relationship with Marvel as like toxic and not being paid the equivalent to the amount of work they put in, which is just in general, I think in, in the world right now, it's it's the same story, like no matter what the industry is. They talked about how like on Thor, they were asking for like complete mini sequences of like nearly fleshed out like VFX sequences two to three weeks before they actually needed to deliver it. So it's like that's that doesn't act that makes the deadline a lot sooner based on the amount of work that has to be done. One person talked about how like, you know, regularly they'll see other like VFX artists just like melt down, like because they're so stressed, whether that's like throwing computer monitors or like just just like losing their shit, like marriages becoming strained. And the problem is, like a lot of industries where people's labor gets exploited like that, the VFX artists aren't unionized. And there was a, a report in The Independent that said under half of the VFX workforce in London is actually unionized. And it, it you can kind of see how studios get around all this stuff, like cutting corners to save money, where a lot of the costumes now are made in post, like on the computer, because it's yep. much easier to ask a person on a computer to work just longer hours to make the suit look how it needs to, rather than to go to the unionized costumers and be like, can you tweak this, this like real garment that you're creating to look a certain way? So it's all very murky uh, and exploitative at the end of the day. And it, this isn't just, you know, this isn't just a, necessarily a Marvel thing. This is like across the board, like people, especially during the pandemic, there are people who had to go, you know, they didn't. They didn't want a lot of VFX artists to work from home because they're like, they're going to leak shit. So they need to come inside to this closed off office and work together during the pandemic to make sure we don't leak anything. And I know people who've worked post in the pandemic and they were getting sick all the time because there's no like if you go to like any place that does like post like a post house, they're dark windowless fucking spaces with not very good airflow. So it's a very tough environment for sure. Do you think like people talking about it now, it's it's going to change things like didn't Sausage Party like have something to it? Like the animators like were unhappy with Sony. And did that change anything after people talked about that? 
I think like anything, right, it's it'll get it's like everything. There'll be the people and activists or people who are like the most vocal about it. It has, probably has like this lifespan of like it gets a few headlines and then it dies. And mm-hmm. the it's like, OK, good. No one's talking about it. But I think now as I don't know, I think in this era, too, when you see more people are open to the idea of unionizing, I you'd think that this could change things. But knowing like, you know, c- certain companies like studios like Disney, they're notorious for being cheap like that's just like from the people that work for them to like journalists that have done like junkets with them they're like jesus like i had to bring my own chair to this press conference kind of shit (laughs) um to answer your question i don't think things are getting better man yeah i don't i don't know how any of it works Uh, but you know i know what society we live in sure (laughs) right no and i think that's at at the end of the day like it's either going to be because like when you even the business of getting these jobs is like VFX studios are just undercutting each other to get the gig. They'll be like, oh, right. yeah, well, how much work do you have? Like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Like, we'll do it for this much. And then another VFX because they want the gig and the credit. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we can do it for a fucking 10 credit. 20 percent less than that. And yeah. all of that ends up coming like all of that extra stress ends up just funneling down to the person at the VFX artist level who is now being like, Oh yeah, dude, you're getting 30% less than you normally would. And you also need to do 40% yeah. more work in 20% of the time. That's a lot of math. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah, to put it lightly, that sucks. Okay, good. Okay. That's just, I'm going to make sure Martin, your take is your, okay, good. I'm going to go out on the ledge here and say, not so good. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> he's, he's always, he's, he always manages to find the right take. I was just kind of quietly listening on this because I enjoy Marvel movies, but you know, I, I don't know anything about VFX. As someone who watches Marvel movies, are you someone who is particularly like fixated on the visual effects? Are you because some like can you can you kind of tell if shit looks janky? I have noticed. Did you watch Spider Man, mm-hmm. the new Spider Man? Yeah, I felt like a lot of that. I I couldn't really see what was going on. I felt like a like a you know, you said like an old person, like you didn't even, you thought it was fine. I thought felt like an old person. Like, I'm like, what's happening on the screen? It's too busy <laughs> for me. Like, I can't really see, but I don't want to say anything like that because I don't want, it's not the VFX people's fault. It's no, Marvel's right, right, fault. right. Well, and I think, but the, this larger issue, right? Because it is something that people talk about. It's like the VFX have been like fucking steadily degrading, like in the films. But the real thing is like, it coincides with like the terrible business practices of like VFX studios and the the film studios to compensate them and the demands that are put on them which i think is like sort of ultimately what i think but many vfx artists are trying to get people to understand it's like dude stop fucking coming at us like being like yo this shit looks like shrek six or whatever it's like how <laughs> about it i'm barely making ends meet and i'm under terrible yeah. deadlines but all y'all are seeing is the finished product without any consideration for the the humans behind it so yeah and they can be kind of sexist too like the hulk has always had some issues just with like general overall design and maybe not looking polished and hasn't received like a tenth of the criticism that she hulk has right and i think a lot of that is that she's not the sexy giant green woman i wanted her to be why right. or oh. you know the dimensions are whatever like just in the same way that women's bodies are overly critiqued i think that some of that has plastered over to here as well i think for the most part the cgi is passable i don't think disney's ever released anything that isn't passable but i also think that there has got to be a better way for them to support these folks coming up the other thing too is you start you're seeing a an interesting turn in marvel where they're hiring 
younger and younger and less experienced directors. Occasionally they'll get like a legacy director like Sam Raimi for the new Spider-Man. Doctor Strange. Strange. Yes. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think that that's another way of them exercising control and bringing down costs. You're going to get paid for doing a Disney Marvel film because it's Disney Marvel and there's some prestige to that. But there's also, you know, oh, I really want it's a huge step for my career and I'll take a little less money because exposure still, even at that level, it seems insane. But I promise you it's true. I think I talked about it on this show before, but I once was talking to a writer for Disney who wrote them a very successful animated film, wanted to come back and do another, and the offer was less second time around. And they were like, yo, that doesn't make any sense. We had success off of our first one. Your money goes up, or at the very least stays the same. And they were like, but you're working for Disney. It's such a pleasure. She was like, the person she was talking to, she asked, you know, would you take less money for the current job you're doing? And they're like, (laughs) absolutely. Because I'm working for Disney <laughs> and I love it. Oh, oh my goodness! No, get out, get out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think the thing with you know, there's also, I mean, there's a very similar pipeline where they take like young directors who like are do well at festivals, and mm-hmm. then you'll see these people like their first films like a fucking tentpole blockbuster. And yeah. The whole point too is it's easier for the studios to scapegoat those directors mm-hmm. and treat them as disposable and be like well you can never work with them again they can well and they're gonna take all of your notes because they don't want to be yeah. seen as difficult they're nervous and scared about you know is it gonna be good so yeah it's uh it's a it's you know it's the same industry it's always been we're trying to get a little more transparency here and there yeah but be aware children as you enter it's, it can be volatile yeah all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and talk about like the real shit which is nfts of like a <laughs> A blunt or something that GameStop is selling. I don't know. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, 
sets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The future of customer experience is here, and it's faster and better than ever before. It's time to introduce your business or organization to Nice CX-1, the world's most complete customer experience cloud platform. CX-1 is the ultimate all-in-one solution to turbocharge your CX results so you can say goodbye to long wait times and frustrated customers. With CX-1, you can achieve faster customer resolutions with every interaction, all thanks to the power of one complete cloud platform. It's now easier than ever for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences, all while hitting those key business metrics. Whether you're a startup or an established enterprise, Nice CX-1 has everything you need to engage customers, deliver smart self-service, and optimize agent-assisted service. When you choose Nice, you get unlimited cloud scalability and flexibility. So visit nice.com today and take your customers and business into the future. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet. Little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. NFTs. Thoughts? <laughs> Aside uh, Bill from Gates said he's not bullshit? buying them, so neither am I. He's like, I don't. There's no actual value in this property. So Pat, he's uh -huh. not doing NFTs and he's not doing cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's so I, I invested a little money in cryptocurrency just for funsies to see what would happen. It was horrifying. And then it bounced back a little bit and it was horrifying again. I'm going to just keep it there. It's fine. It's enough. But I can't get into this NFT. Biz I can't understand well, no. purchasing it's... art. I can't physically own. You can, though, own a piece of the blockchain that does yeah. contain a link to a different server where the image is hosted. Which is pretty That's... cool. Exactly. You have That's the cool receipt is. for a piece of art. Someone, someone was on fucking Twitter being like, people don't understand this, this whole concept. What you have is the receipt for something. So <laughs> even if that vanishes, you will always be holding the proof that it exists. And people were like, Okay, so what if I 
just keep eating hamburgers, but I got a receipt and I go to McDonald's and be like, I got the receipt. Where's my hamburger? Mm-hmm. And people are like, yeah, this, this is a very odd uh, metaphor that this person is. Well, and what we've seen is that they're not secure. I mean, Seth Green yeah. had one stolen, lost an entire show he had based <laughs> around. That's millions of dollars and lots of people's jobs. And it's funny. People lost jobs. Like, I mean, listen, it's true, though. Like, there was an entire company's like... This was going to be their next show launch. They had written many scripts. There were lots of actors involved. Like, it was going to be an actual project. And while, I, I, you know, I know we don't want to empathize too much with, like, millionaire guy who's created all the things he wants to create and is out here. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> at the same time, I, I just think that it's, like, a, a valid warning to everyone who's like, no, I own this. And it it really, truly holds no, value. There's, also, it's imaginary. Zoom out. Zoom out, right? Zoom out. Because yeah, yeah. NFTs are just part of the crypto scam to get people to buy crypto, right? Because the people who are the OG, like holders of a lot of crypto that is worth a lot of money, they need more stooges to come into mm-hmm. the market and create liquidity for them so they can cash out their crypto. And when that start, when that sort of sort of churn started to slow down, they're like, what if we started selling NFTs to get people to use to normalize crypto use. Mm -hmm. And now people were buying gifts and JPEGs and shit like that. There was an NFT convention here in New York. Like a oh, you went ago. to NFT New- or NY or whatever the fuck that was? Whatever it was called. I just happened to end <laughs> up at multiple after parties for yes. NFT stuff. Yeah, And I will say, had the time of my life. It was really oh, yeah. They're spending money. That, those NFT bros know how to party. Did you go with, did you go to the one that Snoop was at or Eminem? N- neither <laughs> i i was i don't think i would be i i snuck in basically yeah oh i love that he has one should but, uh, much much like nfts themselves uh the convention was not uh secured <laughs> right exactly any fuck any fucking body could have came in mm-hmm. and purported themselves to be the leader of the movement but uh <laughs> gamestop right that the, about two years ago is when they had the huge game stonk boom on reddit and everyone's like fucking we're going to the fucking to the moon bro got these diamond hands and now Fucking GameStop, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, GameStop has basically said, we're getting into the NFT business. We're also an NFT marketplace. We've watched the crypto market crash like fucking twice significantly in the last like like once a month since like May. It's just been like meltdown, meltdown, meltdown. We've seen all these crypto exchanges go down we've seen like different coins go down and declare bankruptcy and leaving a lot of bag holders so two weeks ago they're like okay this is the time to strike so this is just wild because when you look at just sort of overall at the health of the gamestop gamestop business they laid off like over 160 people recently so you're just like okay so things are going well or not well but you know uh, luckily now Rather than going into a GameStop and seeing like 4,000 used copies of Grand Theft Auto 5 on PlayStation 4, you can now buy NFTs from them, which are listed at amounts that I don't know who the fuck is affording. One gift that they're selling is listed at over $400,000. And then there's this other one. What about used? What about used? What price? I know, right? (laughs) Could you imagine that they do that shit? Like eventually where there's a rack of like used NFTs, even though, I mean, how can art is just something can, that cannot be new or used? It just merely just pre, pre-owned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pre-owned. But th- maybe the damage. funniest business to sell is you have a place called pre-owned NFTs, but you just print out a bunch of clip art and like, dude, you want this one? Three bucks, dude. This is yours, man. 
this is this is ape number three 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 six. It's the one that looks the most Nazi like. But there is this one picture right now called Rolly Z, and it's like a blunt. It's a picture of a weird cartoon blunt. Let's be that real too. Really cool. A bad picture. Yo, objectively bad. This I don't even know if it's a blunt or a matchstick, but the end that doesn't have the match head on it, like the bottom of a matchstick. Mm-hmm. But this is selling for it's listed for over five million dollars. Whoa. Five and, million dollars. And yes. it's not tangible. You can't yes. touch it. I will get into this stuff when we can upload our consciousness to the matrix. Until such a time as that exists. Again, I say, what is the point? Please make better art. The thing too is that I know there are NFT artists out there making really great art. That just it like it looks c- good on your computer screen, which is the only place yeah. you ever see it. Well, I guess you could have it professionally printed if you wanted to. Which is a hard because they they the people like with the crypto schemes they did a good job of rank like wrangling in a lot of actual artists to yeah. get them to preach this new idea of ownership when it's all very it's it's like vaporware you know like there's not mm-hmm. I can't find one computer scientist that's like worth a fuck who's actually expressed an opinion that's positive towards crypto. They're like, nothing these fools are saying actually even makes sense to people, to me, a computer scientist who like created, created the foundation for like the language <laughs> they're even using right now. It's all bullshit. So it's wait, it's, can we, we have to go back to talking a little bit about this picture because I'm noticing <laughs> new things the longer I look at it. First of all, it's entitled Rollies. R-O-L-L-I-E, capital Z, no spaces, mm-hmm. Rollies number 309, which I guess is maybe the lot number. It has a, what you might call a French or porn mustache on it. Yeah. Two wild, bugged out eyes like it's on meth and not marijuana. It's a little confusing. No. Teeth at a diagonal, which is what's really... Crooked smile, yeah. Throwing me. Uh, I don't know. As a weed smoker myself, I don't know where I'm supposed to be getting from this piece of art. Like, is it, it doesn't inspire me smoking. There's no smoke coming out of the top of this thing. Its head is not lit. It's Uh, it's a thin joint, I'll say, too. That's not even a fatty. That's not a big one. No. I I would also say it's too perfectly straight up and down. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, it's (laughs) not. Oh, right. There's no lumps in it, like. You know, how are you rolling it? Is this like in a What's cigarette machine? What's happening here? It's machine you know, rolled and you know therefore has like? no soul. I, I can't unsee this. I don't know if I'm high or something, but it looks like Steve Harvey to me. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Steve Harvey to me. I don't like, know what else. I'm looking at Steve Harvey Steve as a Harvey. cartoon blunt. Because he's got the mustache and now that he's rocking his bald head. Yeah, like yeah. It all kind of. And he got rid of the wig. You know, uh-huh. he's, he's looking good. Okay. This but has got to be a prank, to, though, right? Like, this... This I mean, is the last desperate inherent, grasp at... There are, are low-energy scams, because there are some people who are still... Because there are many people still... Like, I, there's a car in my neighborhood that uh, is emblazoned with Bitcoin stickers and, like, different crypto, like, logos. And it's, like, saying, contact me about, like, securing your, like, fortune with crypto. Like, and this person just drives around constantly. And I'm like, oh, shit, like you a bag holder. That's you're not. <laughs> I can only imagine like how chaotic shit is right now when the, all the like when you're like, yeah, I take crypto for stuff and it's worth like fuck all right now. It's all very it's like all of it, I mean, it is a prank <laughs> essentially, because at the end of the day, you're gonna be like, yeah, I own this thing. And what you own is a link to a like an image hosted on a different server where the person who actually owns the server where your image is at, they could change the picture. 
<laughs> and you don't and now you own some other shit. I mean, like it's that fucking like simple. Oh no. Could you imagine? That's the worst time to get a dick pic. Just be like, no. Yeah. Get rich. I paid five thousand dollars for this. <laughs> like, five oh million dollars to look at this bad picture of a joint. <laughs> right. Like that everyone sure. has access to look at. That's we're looking at it right now and we're like, fuck this thing. And someone's like, well, what's guess- oddly enough is before they was listed for five million, someone bought it for 30 bucks and they went and turned around and said, hey, I want to sell this thing for fucking five million. Like the, the time has come and gone, y'all. Like you're 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 more likely to make your 30 bucks back by selling 16 used copies of Grand Theft Auto 5 and PlayStation 4. <laughs> like, let's be let's be fucking real here. But. Even then, like a lot of people are looking at just like even at like NFT marketplace sort of standards, the GameStop site is absolutely terrible. And on top of it, they're selling like the most fucked up shit. There's a picture of a piece they called the falling man, which looked like an astronaut, like descending to Earth. And it was like these geometric lines behind it. But some people were like, hold on. That looks like the famous photograph of the guy who was falling from the World Trade Center on 9-11. And it was that they just no! drew a space costume on this picture and were like, that's an NFT called Falling Man. And you're like, that's the picture of the guy on a 9-11. Wow. But it's an NFT, though. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's how this website is operating right now. I have zero words. I have yeah. zero. What were you thinking? Oh, my God. No. It's, I mean, look. They're desperate. Look how many crypto things are going down. I'm telling you, Staples is going to be called Staples Center fucking next week. Fuck that crypto.com shit. Bring it back. Bring it back. I called it last year. I'm like, that shit won't go more than a year. I feel like they're going to be late on their payments. There are already a few different like sports teams that are complaining that their crypto sponsors are behind on their payments and shit. Well, yeah, the market fucking crashed. Y'all did not do any research before you encouraged people with no money to start buying this shit. Well, you know, (laughs) when I think that's what was intoxicating about it is that rich people kept talking about it. So you were like, Mm -hmm. well, they're rich. They got the inside scoop. It's got to make money. It's like, no, motherfucker, they're trying to dupe your ass into jumping in the pool so they can get the fuck out. This isn't the first time, though, a company out of nowhere was like, hey, we're getting into crypto. I don't know if you noticed this. Radio Shack did the same thing. Do you know, like, when you watch it? You, have you seen a YouTube video where the dude with glasses, Ty Lopez, he's like, look, look at my garage. I got a Lambo. I also got this Ferrari. Also, look at this in my garage. Yeah, I got this whole bookshelf full of books. Yeah. How do I do it? That same dude who's like that prosperity nonsense dude, he like went in on buying like the like sort of the copy, like the brand of Radio Shack to try and mm-hmm. get it to do something cooler. And he immediately pivoted to doing like edgelord tweets and selling crypto. So I don't know if you saw these tweets. Did you all see these fucked up Radio Shack tweets from like a couple weeks ago? I kind of saw it. What, they're, so. what did they, were they funny or no? Prepare oh, your ears okay. for what happened when Ty Lopez, the YouTube pre-roll guy who's like, how do I get this Lambo? Took over Radio Shack and was like, this is the brand now. June 29th, 2022, 518 p.m. at Radio Shack tweets. If you find a squirter, marry her. Radio Shack. Helpful advice from Radio Shack. But what were you... Huh? That's just the thing you randomly tweeted. Here's what I don't understand. Any community manager with their salt is, like, standing right behind you, essentially, as you're... You know, when you have someone take over, which is something companies do a lot, you know, there's somebody on the other end being like, and delete. Nope. Not putting that out there. Okay, or how about this one? text me what you're going to tweet first. Oh, no. How about this one? Just took an upper decker in at Applebee's. Ask me anything. That's from the Radio Shack account. No? Okay. 
How about this one? Taking the second half of an edible after feeling nothing from the first half is always a bad idea. This chocolate bar got me out here fighting for my life. I mean, relatable, but I don't see what it has to do with Radio Shack. <laughs> also, this chocolate bar got me out here. Oh, you're out here? Radio Are Shack? For real? I don't know about that. How about this one? Because I think Radio Shack must be this this really cool black person. It says any interaction with this tweet will be considered for a chance to win catching these motherfucking radio hands. Oh, oh. you want to be black so bad, sir. You really try. I know the internet. Look, isn't it? Isn't it such a fucked Mm -hmm. up place? Uh, So Radio Shack pivoted to that. They're tweeting that shit out. They put out their own token that was called like Radio Coin or some dumb shit. It's now like worth like I think less than a fucking penny. (laughs) <laughs> and this is this is just like a tale as old as time. To watch Radio Shack get rebooted to also just fail again is pretty funny, though. Right. Can Exactly. Like, resurrect it just for some fucking this dude, the Lambo garage pre-roll guy from YouTube to be like, dude, if she's a fucking squirter, marry her, dude, at Radio Shack. This will help my business. <laughs> what? Well, it gets eyes on it, right? Yeah, like it's, it's very... And all of, the, all of the jokes, it's only... Or, you know, jokes. Uh, it's because it's Radio Shack that it's mm-hmm. funny. That it's it's, yeah. that's, it's relying on that one thing, right? Exactly. But even then, like it it reads like shit. Elon Musk tweets. Yes. So it's like so. Then you're like, ugh. But then you realize the people who are there, are like, dude, Elon's fucking sick, dude. We got to fucking like, we need that vibe. But for Radio Shack, like shit posting. Is and Elon still doing this. crypto, Dogecoin? Yeah, you know it? when it when it makes sense for him to create some more revenue i don't know i mean i don't think he's talked about doge i'm pretty sure tesla is no longer taking crypto anymore uh for Mm -hmm. payments i wonder why because it's fucking worthless i think they there's some astronomical amount tesla lost from like holding a ton of crypto and just things are compounding whatever company's still standing it was wild Hey, man, just uh, just a matter of time. But I mean, honestly, like I feel like that's why I'm like always when I talk my my hear my friends talk about crypto, I'm like, please don't do this. Like, I'm like, I know enough people who have lost significant amounts of money because they bought hook, line and sinker. This idea Mm -hmm. that this was like their ticket to the top and over investing, not being balanced with shit and then being like, Probably a little hundred dollars, fifty dollars, ten dollars, and just see where it takes. Yeah, that's take what it I do. Slow, y'all. You know what's wild? I put in like a couple hundred, and when I lost fifty bucks, I was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. Yeah. I said, "What is going on?" That inner Why? immigrant kid. I was like, "That's fucking that's, that's this cash shit." Like, wow. That's why I'm so bad at like investing shit like traditionally like that, and I only gamble. You know, white people scam. They're like, when up. we only had the money, we created a system that intentionally left people out. And now that y'all are figuring it out, we're just going to keep making it harder. Right. Keep making it more challenging and less, again, tangible. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around like, no, stocks. I'm like, I put it in this company and I don't take it out. Would that increase right. my value? What? I got to find this. What if I just have a shoebox full of money? I'm going to do it like my grandma did. Just a shoebox full of money, cash it in drawers. We're going to keep it safe with me. Can I, I just, my, this, yeah. let me just read you this again, this description of this person who is trying to defend NFTs, like okay. as the markets are dying. If you make an NFT of a real diamond and the diamond itself gets destroyed in a fire tomorrow, I'm pretty sure <laughs> diamond can't be destroyed in a fire. Just uh, whatever. It's science, throw it science, in the trash. If you want to call it that. <laughs> Your diamond says, gets dirty, you have to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. And imagine it got all dirty and you fucking ditch it. Uh, it says if the diamond itself gets destroyed in a fire tomorrow, you still have the same asset. 
because the token still exists and is in limited supply just as before, nothing has changed. What NFT is doing to the concept of asset, few understand. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want, I want my motherfucking uh-huh. diamond. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You. I. I did propose to my wife with a with a picture of a of a ring. So that, yeah, and she she this liked it. Isn't, I it's mean, the same. This ring in the image, it was destroyed <laughs> in a fire yesterday, but this <laughs> asset remains. So, will you here? Let me turn it. Let me roll it up into a ring. I can put around your hand. Will you marry me now with this? Oh, it's very grim. It's very grim. Everybody, please keep your head on a swivel because many people in this age of lack are preaching all kinds of ways to become, you know, attain wealth. And 99.9% of it is just a way for you to become a bag holder. Uh, but Martin, thank you so much for coming on the show and being honest with us uh, about your takes, <laughs> where you stand on the big issues. Where can people find you and follow you and listen to you and all that? I am on Instagram. Yes. At Martin Urbano. I also have that new or at Martin Urbano Jr. It's my professional name. Oh, okay. My acting name, like Robert Downey. And <laughs> I am doing the clown parade for the next few episodes. So yeah, yeah. Those those are, they turned out pretty good. I'm p- pretty happy with them. Also, I oh. just remembered that I have an NFT. Oh, great. So, Which one? Uh, if you hit me up, if you'd like to buy my NFT <laughs> that I got for free at the <laughs> NFT convention. Uh, oh, they, oh, they're like, your attendance are like, hey, dude, free NFT for you, bro. <laughs> free NFT. Oh, um, so I'll yeah. be selling that for five three million, million? Five, three. Yeah, okay, three is a good, uh, <laughs> fair price. Uh, yeah, thanks yeah, for having me. Fair. Wait, what's the what's the NFT? What's the picture of? Uh, I think just like like a nebula. <laughs> I, don't, oh, I don't know. I like how you're actually you're really looking it up right now because so you really I, do have. This. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to. I'm like I can't even remember how to access it. Really, I think I'm locked out of my NFT account. Oh, honey fungus specimens. R005NFT. Oh, fantastic. So I love it, that. If that sounded interesting to you. <laughs> if that sounded interesting to you and you have 4,000 Ether, hit me up. <laughs> Please do. 4,000. I think less than 4,000 ETH. Sorry, y'all. I'm not a broke boy. Uh, and what's like a tweet or a, a contribution to social media work that you're enjoying that you want to put people onto? I wrote it down because I really enjoy chaotic nightclub photos. Oh, yes. yes. A classic Twitter account. Love it. So good. Makes yeah. me happy every time I see it. Those are so fucking wild. Like, <laughs> yeah. and are most of them in Europe? They have to be it in Europe. It feels right? very German Berlin club scene to me. Right. Uh, the girl peeing in a glass and then <laughs> setting it on a table and someone throwing that pee back on her is my favorite one. <laughs> the most chaotic so, so far. So also, good. black guy making out with a white girl and now her foundation is all over his face is <laughs> yes! another classic. That's like a two-frame one, too, right? They're mm-hmm. kissing and then the next one, like, he just got yeah. that, like, dust circle on his yeah. face. Oh, oh, shit. That's yeah. a great account. If you ever need a, a quick laugh, head over there. Yeah, there's always some some good ones. I did not see the one with the person doing the pee and then the pee being thrown. Oh, you hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, maybe she said it on a table. Like she's like, you know, sometimes there's like elevated VIP spots and they've got bars. So she grabs a glass off VIP table, pees in it and then sets it back on the table. And the person just immediately picks up the glass and throws pee all over her. I was like, oh, shit. I just. Oh, no. 
Yo, she was <laughs> reckless. She was wow. in the middle of the club. <laughs> and everybody was, was like looking. Everybody yeah. was looking at her. And it was not getting in the cup. That's everywhere. It's all over her hand. You can't. It's really challenging. I'm sorry. For someone you with a vagina to aim that in a cup. Yeah. Like, how, it, next to impossible. Right. But actually, I mean, after yeah. watching that video, I realized I should marry her. <laughs> <laughs> According to Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a keeper. That's a keeper. <sighs> if and also too like just to reference that line about uh, weapons that are formed against me cannot prosper. When you're peeing all over yourself anyway, trying to get in a pint glass, motherfucker, they've putting it on, throwing it on them already. It's like they're already covered in pee. Like, it's yeah. not going to do much more to them. Yeah. Um, sorry, you only make okay. her stronger. <laughs> Joelle, <laughs> how about you? Yeah. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank hey, you so much this for being was here. Fun. Thanks for having me. How, where they, where can they find you, follow you, listen to you? And what's a tweet that you like? Yes, y'all know me. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Uh, I have liked so many. So here we go. One is from Weird Al Yankovic. He says, this is the second time in less than a year that there has been a TV episode entitled Weird Al is Dead. Is the universe trying to tell me something? Uh, so there is both a Why the Last Man, which was sadly canceled before its time, episode called Weird Al is Dead. And now Paper Girls has an episode called Weird Al is Dead. Sorry mm. to Weird Al. You're going to be okay. I don't know why people keep doing it, but it's funny to me. Another one is from the first Okiro that just says, I'm going to miss Scott Lang, R.I.P. Ant-Man. And then just a swole ass picture of Jonathan Majors on a beach. Uh, he's coming as King the Conqueror. Marvel will destroy everyone. And I'm here for it. Teron Moore at Tear tweeted, Beyonce, my eyes are so tired of rolling. How dare you? Just... I know you think we deserve this shit, but I promise you, we don't. And we don't. We are just blessed and honored to have Beyonce in our life. Thank you for blessing us with an album right before the weekend. Again, so gay, so lovely. And then finally from Sarah Benacasas. She says, this is definitely a surprise extra kid album. A lot of untamed feral third children will be named Cozy for reasons that won't become clear to them for a while. <laughs> Hashtag Renaissance. And I agree, Cozy is uh, maybe the hit of the album uh, after Alien Superstar. Those are probably my two favorites so far. It's a classic. If you have a boo thing, get on it. Make a third yeah. baby just for funsies, because wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Some tweets that I like. First one is from P. Smith, as Psycho P. Smith uh, tweeted, or Smith, but with a P in front of it, said, in GTA 6, the unionized sex workers will be earning a real living wage when you drive a tank through the strip club. <laughs> and okay. Everyone was talking about, like, it's yeah. so woke because they're going to have their first Latina uh, playable character in the game, and I think a lot of people were having all kinds of things of mm. playing around with uh, this progress that was made. But at the end of the day, you still just will be flattening people in a tank. So, so it's... But to be Sandbar fair, games it's, it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That's who you have to play as. They probably oh would. I'm God. sure there's going to be a mod eventually where people will be like, dude, you can you can make anybody be anyone in this show. Uh, and then also Brian Lynch at Brian Lynch tweeted, at one point, New Line could make Friday the 13th movies and also Friday movies. And yet no one did the easiest math ever for a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Which feels... Which would have been an instant hood classic. Oh that my. is Leprechaun. 100%. I would have been checked immediately. Money on the table. Uh, Friday the 13th is Jason, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's so, Voorhees. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Jason trying to fucking come through like South LA. Also, did they go to the lake or did he come? Because Jason didn't come to their neighborhood. They have to go to him. No, Jason. <laughs> 
Jason needs to come to the hood. Are there, there isn't yeah. there, is there no Jason in the hood movies? I don't think so. I mean, and not in like a problematic way, but you know, I just want it <laughs> to be. I feel like he should be in, like, you know, I, oh man, Tiny Lister's passed away, so Debo can't be in it. There would have been an epic fight scene between yes, Debo and have. Jason. Oh. Bring, okay, and I know it's problematic to try and resurrect people who have passed away through CG, but, <laughs> but cut the estate of Tiny Zeus Lister, like cut the estate a big check so we can have Debo versus Jason. That's a fucking <laughs> movie right there. Debo versus Jason. Oh my God. Fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't keep giving the fucking studios free IP ideas like that. Uh, You can find me at Miles Gray on Twitter and Instagram. You can check Jack and I out. Um, Miles and Jack got mad boosties, our basketball podcast. And if you like weed and trash reality TV shows like I do, specifically 90 Day Fiance, because let's face it, that's all I got right now. Check me out on 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. And also... Check us out at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We got a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes! Thank you, Joel, for that. Where we also link off to the song that we're going to ride out on. And I think I heard tell that there is this young woman that hails from, I believe, Houston, Texas, born on September 4th. Uh, the Virgo has come back to Earth. Yes. With the album known as Renaissance. And I'm just going to say, listen to I'm That Girl, because that's the first track on the album. And then you will have to continue listening to the rest of the album. It's already, man, that's the first track. I'm, that's the only part I listened to because I was really tired when it, when it dropped. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm These ready. motherfuckers so ain't stopping can. me. That's what Beyonce <laughs> said. And she meant it. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back later to tell you what's trending. Until then, enjoy yourself. Bye-bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien for HealthAid Kombucha. 
this bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst quenching. Uh, great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors. Pink Lady Apple, your passion fruit tangerine, uh, ginger lemon is one of my favorites. It's organic. A great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. You guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink that instead of making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, it made your tummy feel good? That is Health Aid Kombucha. Look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Makes my dang tum-tum feel good. So make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you.